This is OCR Biology. Uh, I am looking at the A-level topics and today I am going to be discussing about transporting animals, which is module three of the OCR A-level spec. Um, firstly, we are going to talk about multicellular organisms and why they need a transport system. So single-celled organisms don't necessarily need a transport system because they can exchange substances simply via diffusion. Um, however, multicellular organisms are large. This means that they usually have a low surface area to volume ratio. They are also very active, which means that a, a large number of cells are going to respire um, quickly, which means that they have a higher demand of oxygen. Organisms, especially multicellular organisms, need a transport system to aid them to um, exchange substances sufficiently. And this transport system is known as the circulatory system. And this is where blood is carried around the body, um, which also helps us to carry glucose and oxygen and other essentials such as hormones, antibodies and waste like CO2 to be expelled. Now, both fish and mammals have a different type of circulatory systems. Um, there are two types. There is a single circulatory system, and this is where the blood only passes through the heart once in order to complete a circuit around the body. In a W circulatory system, this is where the heart has to pump the blood twice in order to complete a full circuit around the body. So, for instance, the way that a heart works in a fish is that um, the heart pumps blood to the gills and this is where exchange um, of substances happens. So, as the pump is blood to the gills, um, the blood picks up oxygen and is then carried to the rest of the body and then deoxygenated blood returns back to the heart to pick up more oxygen from the gills. However, in mammal in mam mammals in mammals such as humans, um our heart is divided into the right side and to the left side. So from the left side that's where deoxygenated blood is pumped out through the pulmonary artery to the lungs so that we can gain more oxygen and then the oxygenated blood returns back to the left side through the veins and then is pumped out from the aorta to the rest of the body. So essentially a main advantage of how we have a double, double circulatory system in mammals is that the blood can give that extra push between the lungs and the rest of the body and this also makes the blood travel faster so oxygen is delivered to the tissues more quickly. Um, so that was just a bit about the different types of circulatory systems. Um, there is also two types of circulatory systems that we need to know about. And one is talking about how circulatory systems can be open and how they can be closed. So for mammals, we have a closed circulatory system. And this means that blood is pumped um, within and enclosed blood vessels. So when the heart pumps blood into the arteries, these branch out into capillaries. 
And then substances like oxygen and diffusion diffuse from the blood into the capillaries. Um, but the blood stays inside the blood vessels as it circulates. And then the veins obviously take the blood back into the heart. So they're always enclosed inside blood vessels. Um, some invertebrates, so these are talking about insects, they have an open circulatory system. And this is where blood is not enclosed within blood vessels all the time. Instead, blood can flow freely in the body cavity of the insect. So essentially how blood is pumped through invertebrates, so using an open circulatory system, the blood is pumped from the back and it contracts in a sort of wave. Um, and so this enables the blood to flow into the single main artery. The artery then opens up into the body cavity and this allows the body to pump the blood around to the different organs and then it goes back into the heart segments through a series of valves. And valves, as we'll talk about later, these are essential for enabling the blood to flow in one direction and to prevent any backflow. However, the open circulatory system in insects will supply the insects with nutrients um, and transport things like hormones. However, it does not supply the insect cells with oxygen. And this is done through another system, which is the tracheal system in what they use. So essentially, I'm just going to throw in some questions to go over and just to think about what we have learnt. So... Give three reasons why multicellular organisms usually need a transport system, but unicellular organisms don't. So, I hope this has given enough time to think about it. So, we talked about multicellular organisms. Why they need a transport system is because they have a small surface area to volume ratio. They are very active, so they have a higher demand of um, oxygen that they need um, since cells respire quickly and they need a rapid supply of glucose. Um, and essentially they have a higher metabolic rate, whereas unicellular organisms have a large surface area to volume ratio. Um, their diffusion system, um, distances are usually small, so exchanges of substances are fairly easy. Why is the mammalian circulatory system described as a double circulatory system? So, double circulatory system, as we've mentioned before, is where the blood has to go through the heart twice in order to complete one circuit. What is an open circulatory system? An open circulatory system is where the blood flows freely, so it's not enclosed within blood vessels. So, as we are moving on from talking about circulatory systems and how we mentioned briefly about blood vessels, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into blood vessels, um, talking about arteries, arterioles, capillaries, venules, and veins, going through their structures and how they're different from one another essentially. So I'm going to start with arteries and arteries are the blood vessels which carry blood away from the heart. 
um, you will probably have known of pulmonary artery and this is the artery which carries deoxygenated blood from the heart to the lungs so that we can then pick up oxygen and obviously transfer that back to our hearts. Now arteries have a thick muscular wall because they need to withstand high pressure. They also have a small lumen which is the middle part of the artery and they have elastic tissue which allows the arteries to stretch and recoil. They also contain endothelium which is folded which helps to maintain the high um, pressure and allow the artery to expand. So arteries then branch off into smaller blood vessels called arterioles. They have much less elastic tissue um, but they also have a layer of small, smooth, smooth muscle. The smooth muscle allows them to expand or contract thus allowing the control of blood flowing through the tissues. And then you have capillaries which are again only one cell thick um, this is vital so that uh, exchange of substances can happen more easily and since they're only one cell thick that means diffusion distances aren't as large. The capillaries are what connect to venules um, and then it's the venules which form the veins and again the veins are the capillaries which carry blood towards the heart. They are, have a much larger lumen than arteries and a much less um, muscle in their walls. Veins also contain valves. This uh, prevents the blood from flowing backwards. And then all veins will carry deoxygenated blood um, to the heart because the oxygen has been used up by the body cells. But then also remember that the pulmonary vein is what carries oxygenated blood back into the heart. Now I am going to be talking about tissue fluid. Um, essentially, what is it? What is tissue fluid? So tissue fluid is literally the fluid that surrounds um, the uh, tissues, um, the cells in the tissue, sorry, and they are made from substances that leave the blood plasma, such as oxygen, water, or any nutrients. Remember, tissue fluid will not contain any red blood cells or proteins simply because they are too big to pass through the capillary wall. So cells will usually take up oxygen and other nutrients from the tissue fluid and release metabolic waste um, in the capillary, capillary bed, which is essentially the network of capillaries in an area of tissue. These remove substances out of the capillaries into the tissue fluid and this is done by pressure filtration. So let's begin with the arterial end. So the hydrostatic pressure inside the capillaries as the blood moves from the arteria into the capillary is greater than the hydrostatic pressure which is in the tissue fluid and because of this, this is what forces substances out of the capillary and into the spaces around the cells which forms tissue fluid. So as substances leave the capillaries, this causes the hydrostatic pressure in the capillaries to be lower at the end of the capillary bed that's nearest to the venules. Another type of pressure is oncotic pressure. Now oncotic pressure is 
generated by plasma proteins and this is what is used to lower the water potential. At the venue end of the capillary bed, the water potential in the capillaries is lower than the water potential in the tissue fluid. This is due to the flow fluid loss from the capillaries and the high oncotic pressure. This results in more water to re-enter the capillaries from the tissue fluid at the venue end by osmosis. Once again, not all of the fluid will go back into the capillary bed, so any excess fluid um, drains into the lymph vessels, lymph vessels. So essentially the lymph vessels or the lymphatic system is a kind of drainage system and it's made and composed of lymph vessels obviously and this is what is used to carry any excess tissue fluid that has been left over. So the smallest lymph vessels are the lymph capillaries. Um, excess, any excess tissue fluid passes into the lymph vessels and then they make lymph. Lymph vessels also contain valves to prevent any backflow of the blood. So the lymph is carried to the lymph vessels in the thorax, which is in the chest cavity. And this is where it is turned to the blood near the heart. So we are just going to run down a summary of all the substances that are found in the blood in the tissue fluid and the lymph and the reason why some of these substances are not found in these um, type of tissues. So for instance the blood. The blood will all contain red blood cells, white blood cells, platelets, proteins, water and dissolved solutes. These are all what the blood contains. Now going on to the tissue fluid, the, remember the Tissue fluid will not contain any red blood cells simply because they are too large to pass through the capillary wall. They will, however, contain quite a few white blood cells. Since they will only enter tissue fluid when there has been an infection, tissue fluid will not contain um, any platelets. However, will only be present in the tissue fluid if the capillaries have been damaged. Proteins. Tissue fluid will only contain a very few, but not as many, simply because um, some proteins, or if they are too big, they will not be able to pass through the capillary wall. Yes, tissue fluid will contain water, since since the tissue fluid will have a higher water potential than the blood. Dissolved solutes, yes, solutes can move freely between the blood into the tissue fluid. So yes, tissue fluid will contain dissolved solutes. Moving on to the lymph now. Red blood cells, again, no red blood cells are too big to get through the capillary rules into the tissue fluid. So they will not be able to be present in the lymph. White blood cells, yes, lymph do have white blood cells and the lymphatic system is also part of the immune system as well. Most of the white blood cells are in the lymph, lymph system anyway. Um, platelets, they will not contain any platelets in the lymph. Proteins, only antibodies will be present um, in the lymph. Um, water, yes, because the lymph has a higher water potential 
than the blood and dissolved solutes yes because they can move freely from the blood into the tissue fluid and then from the tissue fluid into the lymph so red blood cells only present in the blood white blood cells present in the blood lymph and very fluid in the tissue fluid platelets only present in the blood proteins present in the blood if they're big proteins very few if in the tissue fluid and only antibodies in the lymph water and dissolved soluble solutes are all present in the blood tissue fluid and the lymph so i guess i should cut it very short from there we have talked about blood vessels and circulatory systems transporting animals